Previously on the Social Proof Podcast. I was in this little baby office and I had to be there by a certain time. I don't even work productively until 1 p.m. Like, so like, why do I have to show up at 11? Or, right. and, I, and I made them allow me to have a work schedule that started at 11. That's the oh, latest wow. they would go. Because I'm like, well, why do I got to be here at 9? <laughs> I'm like, I don't even like people at 9. It's not about this time. You know, and I showed them. I said, you know, my numbers were better because you start letting me come at 11. It was true. Mm. I don't know if that if I was just being whatever. <laughs> and then they changed it to allow um, new people to everyone to work. I, like I was doing a lot of things that was wow. like real. But the biggest compliment is when I left that job, the college president. He always was very supportive. He said to me, he called me in with me before I left, which is not normal. He said, "When I met you, I knew you were going to be either a business owner or a college a college president." Mm. And I said, "You knew that." And then Dave, I got mad. Like, like real mad in my car on the way home. Ain't nobody tell me that when they first met me. You know, like, you could have told me that a long time ago. Yeah. Save me uh, six years of my life here. But, wow, wow. but it was a process, so mm. it's good. So, so the jobs would create something for your black girl magic. Yeah, that's before the term black girl magic. I, I used to float around there like, today we're going to. And then I, I would be the person that had to speak in front of all the big groups that would come go do this, and then they wouldn't have to prep me. I would just be on. I didn't know that that's a skill. Like, that's a, you can monetize that. So then, um, it's so funny. I feel like God put me through a boot camp, if that makes sense. The job was the boot camp. All the systems that I learned and created there, I implemented in my business. And then there was this strange year, right before the business popped off, that I was serving at at my church, which is a mega church in Philly. Shout out to E9 Tabernacle. Mm -hmm. And I was on the education board. I said it was a million dollar budget. I remember thinking to myself, I better learn how to manage a million dollars now. But these were all the thoughts that was going through us. I took it very serious. Had to, you know, be in front of the congregation, hundreds of people, parents, let's go. Like, it was just real. Like, I call it, you could just see the boot camp. So when the business popped off, it wasn't a a if, but it was a when. I knew that I was going to be okay. Mm Because literally everything that I had to come up against, oh, I did that last year. Oh, I did it the year before. Oh, well, all you got to do is, you know, so that was really good. Wow, wow. Yeah. But you knew when we create something, it's volatile. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. like, if there's layoffs, this new position mm-hmm. is going to have to go. And you can't lay my gift off. So I, I just knew that if mm-hmm. you... I'm, I didn't understand or know about entrepreneurship. Let me pause and say, I didn't like, oh, I had this entrepreneurship plan. You weren't even thinking about entrepreneurship. No, I was thinking about how do I get to be secure at the very top of somebody else's. Entrepreneurship was never on the radar, like, ever. Because actually, if you know me in real life, I'm very like, oh, okay, tell me the, tell me the statistics. Like, uh, you know, I'm getting better with that because I know entrepreneurship, there is nothing that's for sure. Right. I struggle with that. Um, you know, Nehemiah, the one you interview, uh, interviewed, Nehemiah Davis, mm-hmm. he was he was like my, this is before he popped. Let me just say this. Y'all yeah. not going to get on the same I remember. Way. I remember. Yeah, we were like freaking frat until 3 a.m. He's like, Sonia, you got to let go of that. 3 a.m. I'm like, Vina, you know, his wife. I said, Vina, I just, you know, I can talk to him a little more. Like, it was like this boot camp. He's like, don't go to sleep till you make 300 today. I'm like, I'm at 250. <laughs> so I went, <laughs> I went going to sleep so I made, three, I couldn't make 300 a day now, Dave. My God. Right. Nothing could get paid with that. <laughs> right, right. Humbly. You know, because everybody, there's payroll now, there's, yeah, you know. Sure. But that was my marker and I would never forget. He was like, he's like, what is this? Like, he's like, you going back to work? Let me know right now if you're going back to work. We can just stop. Mm. I'm like, I'm not going back. 
<laughs> you know, and then it really took me until 2018 where I'm like, oh, I can't go back. Yeah. But like right. 16, 18, I don't know. Yeah. It could have went a So walk, yeah. walk me through the transition of leaving your job to be this student loan hero. Oh, yeah. I had to leave because it was enough hours in the day. So, okay. The appointments were coming in. At this time, I was pricing, pricing myself very okay, cheap. I'm sorry. I'm oh. speeding. How did we start? Oh, oh, I was broke. Let's start there. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I was overdrafting. Mm. Every account. Every two weeks. But you would never know, though. Like, mm. you know, you can't look at somebody and see how much money they have or their credit score. Mm. So I did it very well. I'm going to let you know right now. I was, <laughs> I was still fried. <laughs> now I got real furs. But, but you know, right, right. you don't have to fake furs. They look good. For they sure. look good. Mm-hmm. So nobody knew, but I knew. And I didn't sleep at night. So I would be up at night like... If I carry the one, maybe if I move the Pico bill, that's energy. Um, I don't need cable this month. I'll read. Like, this is how it used to be at night. I'm like, I don't have to live like this. (laughs) So, um, long story short, I remember Googling. uh, This is what happened. Somebody asked me to go out for some nachos. I couldn't even afford nachos, Dave. Nachos. Mm. I'm looking at the account. The account is negative. There's a 20 in my wallet, but I need that for gas. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking, I'm like, ah, I, I can't go. And that really made me mad. I really wanted those nachos. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that deep, y'all. So I Googled, um, I was like, God's way with money. And I don't know why I Googled that, but I Googled you Googled that. God's way with money. Yeah, because I knew that God wanted more for me. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm. And God's way with money. Um, and then Dave Ramsey popped up. So I OD'd off of him. And, you know, there's different schools of thought. You know, when you become your own entity, you make your own opinion about what you want to follow. But initially, I was I was Dave 100%. I'm not spending. I'm not like, you know, you're very militant. But that, I needed that discipline. Yeah, sure. I'm selling stuff. I'm bag somebody else for it. I'm selling them. Like, I'm, I'm at the, thrift, I'm at the what's that called? The flea market. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he brought it. You can have it. How much you want? Like, I'm selling. My table would be empty. I was selling everything, Dave, because I had to get out of this credit card debt. Mm-hmm. For me, it was the credit card debt. And a lot of us suffer with credit card debt like it's normal. It's not. It's not. You don't have to live like that, you yeah. know. And even now, I have a lot of credit available. But I don't even want to use my credit card. Anytime I use my Amex card now, I literally can't wait. Like, Davis, it's OCD. Like, right, right. they post it and I'm swiping the money on it. Like, I don't want any credit card debt. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah, for sure. You are never going to make interest off of me. Like, I have, I am reformed. Exactly. So I had to take this class that he offered at the church. And so what would ha- what happened is they would ask questions about student loans at church and I would answer them in the class, like 15 of us. And I realized these people didn't know it, but I knew it because this is my professional background. Then people started to come in to the church for free advice. Mm. Now, I did it about two times. Right. But now Jesus still ain't telling me to do anything for free. I'm like, <laughs> Lord, I didn't hear that message. So I said, well, here's what we'll do. I said, we want to respect the Lord's house. Um, let's meet at Corner Bakery. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, $25. I didn't know what to charge people. Mm. Now, here's what I will say. I, let me pause because somebody's watching this. Like, I remember, so I was a beast in Mary Kay. Mm-hmm. A word. Oh. It's so important that Black voices are represented in Black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of Black uh, voices and influencers from Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. 
in the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. My God, I had to pay for grad school. So again, it wasn't entrepreneurship, though, to me. It was just a hustle. Right. So with my Mary Kay, I was number one in the city, 15 women under me. I had the car. No, let me back up. I didn't have the car. I, I didn't want the car, Dave. I wanted the money that they give you right, to the right. car. So, oh, I could so pay you got off. the promotion for the car, but you didn't want the car. He was like, yo, just give me the bread. Yeah, so give me the bread. And I'm going to pay off my car. And my director was so mad. You've got to have the Mary Kay car to show others. I get marketed now. Ma'am, I'm trying to show others that I'm not getting repo. Like, what are you talking about? I have some things to do. So that went on for a while. You could call me at midnight. I pull up. With the with the makeup for you, I mean, it was it was getting real radical out yeah. here. I would be in Rite Aid day walking up on people like I got something better. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me outside. You know, a year ago, somebody walked up on me in Rite Aid, walked up on me, and was like, "You still got that Mary Kay?" Wow. And I don't even I'm not known for that anymore. So I'm like, man, I'm like, oh my god, no man. Was this while you had your job or after you left? While I had my job. Mm. Yeah, so I was doing both because gotcha. I had goals with Mary Kay and I had a goal-based job, you know, so I, I'm used to goals. Like, you give me, okay, we got to get 60, I got to get, this, I, I'm going I'm going to 75. Like, yeah. and matter of fact, I just want to show out. So when I take off, because I, I used to like to do little trips that I could afford, mm-hmm. I don't really want no questions. You <laughs> right, know, and I, right. I told my manager that, yeah, shout out to Paul. I said, Paul, I don't really want a lot of questions, you know, so mm. I'm going to put up double my numbers. He'd be like, double? I said, yeah, because just in case if somebody else falls short, yeah. they would look at me like I was I an anomaly. It. But nobody ever <laughs> told me no or anything mm-hmm. because why would you tell me no? Right, right. And I never forget, I have to digress on this because this is a lot for women to listen and learn to because women don't ask their worth. I'll never forget when I uh, was at that job, I remember I was doing way more than ev- everyone in that department. And I said, I got to get paid more. Mm-hmm. I've got these student loans to pay for. Yeah. I started writing out my list. And then I started looking down the street at another job that was hiring the same position. They were paying 10 more. So I printed it out. Mm-hmm. And I went to my manager. I said, we need a meeting. He said, do you want to schedule? I said, right now. I, mean, I was real <laughs> radical, Dave. And I was like, I need 10,000 more. I said, I have to go here. I said, you know, they want me. I mean, like, it was a buzz. Wow. If you knew, you knew. And he was like, you just going to leave? I said, well, I love y'all. I really do. Right. And he was like, I said, but let's just call HR. Let's see what we can do. I said, mm-hmm. because the raise that's coming at the end of the year is 2,000 more. We'll still be short eight. Yeah. I said, I can't live like that. I mean, like, it was, I love this. It was radical. It's, I mean, I had no filter. 
I was sweet about it, but I was very concerned. So you concerned, right? right. He said, well, just, he said, just go back to your desk. <laughs> he was like, and let me see what I can do. So then the other young uh, lady, she, the other boss, she pulled me in. She said, well, what's going on? I said, well, I tell you. I said, I can't stay here. Mm. I said, the numbers I'm about to put up. I said, you know, they over there suffering. I could help them yeah. for $10,000 more and do less work. And so she, I said, but you know, I don't have a problem with the work, but the numbers, I mean, what do you think we should right. do? So she closed the door and she was like, yes. And she like, like she couldn't come tell me to do that. Does that make sense, yeah, Dave? Yeah, yeah, sure. And she was like, I'm going to get you some more money. You just stay tight. You smile all day. She was like, if the president comes your way, she was coaching me. It, it turned wow. into a coaching session. She said, you just look very pleasant. Cause I didn't, cause I looked concerned, so I had to turn to pleasant, you know. <laughs> and black women look concerned at the office is not right. good. So long story short, get back all day. It was quiet. It was a little movement. The president he didn't went to the bathroom six times that day, like cause they, I, you, you see when he's brought to the bathroom. Like, <laughs> he like they, and then they come back. I never forget about four forty five. She was like, so I remember payday was like three days away. She said, on your next pay, you're going to see this much more. Mm. She's like, it's effective today. Wow. I was so proud of myself. I'm still proud of myself. Got you a little 10,000 year. I love it. <laughs> but now I do that in a month. Let's go. Praise God. You know, like, but that's the, that's the point. Like, somebody hopefully watching this, like, Dave, I'm really big on, like, takeaways. Like, it just be that little piece of fear that people have. Mm-hmm. Who gave you that fear? Yeah. What are they going to do? Fire you? Yeah. They need you. Don't do this if you're mediocre, though. But because I was the best. Like, and I knew I was the best. Mm-hmm. I wasn't cocky about it. But I would come in. Dave, I used to have to have a, a waiting room. And I used to ask them to order pizza because I had so many people lined up to get enrolled for school. And I had to keep them waiting. Wow. Nobody could service them but me because I had a pilot. Pipeline, cousins, family members, colleges, go to Sonia, go to Sonia, go to Sonia. So I have to put my hair in a little ponytail, have my good sneakers on because I told I can't wear heels today. Uh, I have I have a lot to do. So I, I was breaking dress code, Dave. It was I was running like and this is when I was a bigger girl, too. You know, I'm plus what? out now. But I had an extra hundred pounds on me. It was bad. Mm. So I, I mean my back was hurting, Dave, you know. And then I had to head and I said, Can you order me some lunch? I have I've got to we're gonna have to work through it. They ordering me like, like Dave. It was wow. like a show. It reminds me like when I see the movie Wolf of Wall Street, like mm. I understand everything about that movie. If I could translate that to like higher education, I would. Mm. Right, let's get back to this stuff. I, you can no, take no, me no, no. I, I, I no, love it's, all this. It's, it's so uh which is why you're so successful today because you treated your job. Yeah, like it was my business. Like it was your business. Oh, like I, you oh went yeah, in. yeah, yeah. I took it very personal. And I think work ethic is a habit to oh, develop. Yeah. It does, you like, you can't pick and choose where you work. To listen to or watch this full episode, be sure to check out the Social Proof Podcast on your favorite listening platform or on YouTube. Finally, you asked for it and we created a Patreon, okay? We created an inner circle. We have amazing stories, amazing information, how-tos from the episodes. The only thing we're missing is a community. So it's about that time. We put together a Patreon. We put together a community because we have to have conversation around the information. So even this podcast we're listening to right now, there needs to be conversation. I want to hear what you got. I want to hear what you got. Like, let's throw some stuff back and forth. And because we're like-minded, we're all going in the same direction, when we connect connect in a community, we can connect on other stuff outside the community because we're building real relationships, okay? So check out the Patreon. We got three tiers. I don't care what tier you join. Um, the support is um, The support is appreciated. What if I told you for $1, I will introduce you to hundreds of entrepreneurs every single morning this week? 
from all across the country. You'll be able to talk to hundreds of entrepreneurs and I'll coach you. I'll coach you for a dollar this whole week. And I'll introduce you to some of my successful friends for a dollar this week. Would you... Would you take part in that? Well, go to themorningmeetup.com because that's exactly what we're doing here, okay? The only organization that gathers entrepreneurs every single day for the betterment of entrepreneurship, okay? Every single day, Monday through Friday, we gather, we're growing, we're learning. We got a book club. Have you ever seen hundreds of entrepreneurs reading the same book every single chapter, every single day? We're growing together, okay? You need the environment to grow in. Themorningmeetup.com, a dollar. I'm gonna give you all this for a dollar. If you wanna stay, Great. It's $79 a month after that. If not, no obligation. You can leave whenever you want. All right? TheMorningMeetup.com. I'll see you in the morning. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.